As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's now time for news headlines with Molly on the big party show. There's a haze out there today. Actually, it is uh, um, from the Kansas wildfires. The, the the smoke is in the area. And so for people who have trouble breathing or compromised breathing, uh, heads up because it's supposed to be burning off maybe not until later. Yeah, the, the, the website for air quality is airnow.gov lists Omaha today as the number two That's highest, nuts. highest um yeah. You know, thing that goes up. Still in the moderate level. Yeah. So but nothing. But it's noticeable. Bad, but you said. I mean, like you can you can see it. How'd you, you like to smell it? So this is basically just like a nice normal day in Los Angeles. That's oh. what I thought. Can you imagine just no. living like that? Where you just walk outside, you're like, ah, oh, smell the smog. Delicious. That's got to be the thing. So it would be hard to put up with. Um, the smog. Lack I think of fresh I air. Put up with smog, but I don't think I can put up with the traffic. Oh, the traffic is the worst part of the. Of that's why people have been Sundays. I'm just seeing other people posting on like Facebook where they're like, "Man, the good thing about Omaha is supposed to be we don't get traffic." They're yeah. Like, if I'm gonna have to put up with traffic like this, I'll move back to L.A. <laughs> I'll go back where it's sunny. Investigators are saying that a charcoal grill is to blame for a large fire that took place at the Maple Ridge apartment complex near 108th and Maple late Tuesday night. Strong winds helped fuel the flames. Nearly two dozen people were displaced by the fire. Heavy damage was reported throughout the building. No one was hurt, in, uh, but the uh, Omaha Fire Department officials say that charcoal grills are not permitted on combustible apartment balconies. And the family, uh, the uh, an intoxicated woman was uh, in the news in Lincoln. This is interesting. She stole a beer truck and then proceeded to ram it. Uh, an employee of the beer distributor had parked the semi-trailer in a parking lot while he was unloading the beer. And then the vehicle wasn't running, but the keys were in the ignition, and she started it up. She intentionally rammed a police cruiser that had arrived. She just trying to make the news, or what? what I think hell? she had had one too many. What time of the adult beverages? When did it happen? Uh, it was about three uh, five thirty in the morning yesterday. Yeah, this happened that's... early yesterday morning. Wow. I know. Wow, yeah. Yeah. So not a charming. No. Like there was the charming story like a month ago about the 11-year-old who stole the cement truck and led him on a police chase. That yeah. was kind of a charming story. No, this is this is like, whoa. In Minnesota. This is more sad. Yeah. she. Uh, <laughs> I think she really wanted to steal that thing and take it home. <laughs> like, that's my supply. I got myself my supply. I was parking behind the house. Bad idea. You sober up. You're like, oh, It was like man. a scene out of The Simpsons when Barney <laughs> steals a beer truck. Hi. Yeah, uh, woman steals beer truck, rams cruiser, and then they uh, they found it. Uh, like it, uh, it was just she. Who, yeah, they they uh, found the semi trailer on uh, the UNL's campus with her in the cab, <laughs> just waiting. Uh, Republican presidential front runner Donald Trump keeps blasting the primary process. Trump told supporters in Pittsburgh last night that a quote rigged system allows the party bosses to choose the candidate they want. He especially he's especially upset with Colorado, where Ted Cruz recently picked up dozens of delegates at the state's convention. Ted Cruz uh, isn't ruling out former GOP rival Marco Rubio as a possible VP pick. He uh, if he wins the presidential nomination, did a town hall yesterday and Cruz said that he considers uh, Rubio a friend. 
Uh, Cruz and his wife Heidi answered questions from voters ahead of the New York primary scheduled for April 19th. What's funny hearing really? Trump say, Trump now just keeps saying, the system's rigged, it's a rigged system. Yesterday, Bernie Sanders gave a big speech at Washington Square Park in New York City mm -hmm. uh, saying, uh, we've got a warning for the establishment, like they're all... Kind of call the it establishment. For chaos. The people tonight's, above. Tonight's the uh, the debate in New York City. So mm -hmm. uh, Sanders, Hillary Clinton. That's the big debate that Bernie Sanders wanted. Yes. The uh. debate, debate is ten blocks from her headquarters in New York City. Let's see how it goes. Uh, there will be no work today for tens of thousands of striking Americans. Fast food workers from places like McDonald's are set to walk off the job, calling for wage increases to $15 an hour. They, they, I, does, do they ever do that? They always say... Yeah, in other cities. I mean, they I don't do know that if we here. see that much here, but I mean, nationwide. In addition to that, about 40,000 Verizon employees remain on strike. They walked out yesterday. And they're in search of a labor agreement that offers better pension benefits and guarantees that call center work won't be outsourced or automated. They're trying to wow. Job. If the Verizon slogan is, can you hear me now? So yeah. I'm sure that's them. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Right? Can you hear me? Uh, prime suspect in the Paris terrorist killings might have had his eyes on a German nuclear research center. German newspapers are reporting today that the suspect had documents about a German nuclear research center in his apartment. That must have been why you remember, really? right, right, right when that thing had gone on at the airport, right, the shooting. Then mm -hmm. the next thing, they, there was a headline that said a, a nuclear power plant. Yeah. Um, in Belgium was suddenly on high alert. That's right. Yes. And that That's must right. have been on the heels of this. They find those blueprints and they they're like, what's them. the closest nuclear power plant? My yep. God. It's near yeah. the German-Belgian border. And uh, atomic waste is stored there. Oh, jeez. And so I thought about that, too, because we saw that at the time, and it was weird, and we just didn't, I mean, thought maybe, okay, they, they know something. This so was not what was going on. Well, they think you wanted to get to have details what the plan was, like to try and get uh, waste for a dirty bomb? I don't know. Or to, to sabotage it or to, you know, bomb it itself. But he, they had the um, the I don't know plans. Can, I don't know if you can blow up a nuclear power plant that causes anything other than... Chaos. Tertiary yeah. destruction. I don't think you can... It doesn't really hurt anything. It wouldn't be like a big, giant nuclear explosion. And you would need something big to cause a... Yeah. Maybe they were going to secondary steal. reaction. They, yeah. But I think what their goal is to get a dirty bomb. Yeah. Which oh, is to boy. get enough nuclear material to uh, blow it up in a town. It's got to be... It's got to suck for Europe, because they know that... Uh, they're all over they're the place. They're there. Right. They're just, you know, in plain sight. Um, and uh, Americans are on their way to spending nearly half a trillion dollars a year on prescription drugs. A new report released today says annual spending on prescription medications is going to grow more than 20% over the next five years, peaking as high as $400 billion in 2020. Uh, it's a, a report by healthcare information firm IMS Health Holdings, and they say prescription drug spending is expected to grow at a faster rate between now and 2020 than it has over the past five years. And uh, looks like ESPN is uh, getting into airing drone races. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the new thing. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. So the uh, ESPN announced that ESPN3 had signed a multi-year deal to air drone races starting with the 2016 National Drone Racing Championships in New York City this That's August. Crazy. You better watch the clips. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if this is... It's a long way to replacing <sighs> racing football. Yeah. But it's pretty sweet because the 
the guy flying it is almost like a heads-up display because there's a you're looking out the view of the, the drones, or the other drones, and it's real life and it looks like something out of a movie. Like we saw, there's this clip that went viral of these guys racing around a warehouse, and it and they made a track and it is so incredible. Obviously, these guys are good at flying them though. Mm-hmm. Very good at them. It's just weird that these. Different sports are popping up, like drone. I mean, racing? ESPN also covers those cases where strong men are throwing a keg over their head at a beach. Remember all the strong yeah. man deals? I love those. It seems like the most fringe television <laughs> is always on ESPN when you're at a bar like, with time to this? kill. You're yeah. like, yeah. really? We can't find a game There's anywhere. Nothing. Nobody's playing a real sport anywhere. They're like, no. You know, when they, when they have to like, they have to drag like a boat up the beach. The strong man competition. Strong man. Yeah, those used to be on all the time. So I'm just saying. So the drone, uh, I guess during this championship, contestants steer drones around a mid-air course, viewing the action from the drone's perspective through a special set of goggles and TV viewers. We will be able to share that perspective. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's turning into a thing. They got to put guns on them and let them shoot each other down. That, that would, would be, be awesome. the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> that would be how cool. you do it. I mean, real yeah. dog fights. Uh, more flights are arriving on time and airlines are canceling fewer flights. There's a new survey from the Department of Transportation, and they say that 83% of flights on the leading airlines arrived on time in February, compared to 81% and 72% in January and February. So Hawaiian Airlines, Alaskan Airlines, those were the most likely to be on time, while Spirit Airlines and JetBlue Airways were late most often. I guess the leading 12 airlines canceled just 1.6% of their flights in February, and that's down from 2.5% in January. What's the the biggest choke point is still Chicago, is it not? Yeah, it's so bad. Just, it's the center of the country, though, too. Yeah. Right? It's the, so the hub. People yeah. go through there. Uh, you fly, you know, back and forth, Omaha, Chicago. How often is your plane? Is it ever on time? Rarely. I mean, it's almost, there's... It, Ruins my flight. I mean, it's got to be I almost leave. 100%. I mean, like, might might be five minutes off, or the amazing deal where they catch up. Like, I you're looking at your watch, and you're like, we were supposed to take off yeah. 15, 20 minutes ago, and then the pilot gets on and goes, all right, guys, sorry, we're going to pull away from the gate, we'll see if we can catch up. And then they get up in the air, and the guy comes on and says, we got tailwinds, we're going to be, we're gonna be able to catch up, <laughs> and they make it. I know. I, know. And you're like, I don't well, get how it. How does that work? Those tailwinds always get convenient. Must be that they're allowed to break laws or basically speed. I was yeah. gonna say, are they speeding? Like you just imagine, like somebody's pulling you limit? over. What's the speed limit up there? I don't know. Is there one? I, don't I mean, know. I suppose that there's a speed at some point where they're like the the uh, the pressure on the structure. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it would be like the plane would start ripping apart if they right. pushed we're gonna, it going a thousand miles. You know, we're going to try well, no. to pull the wings off this thing, but I'm <laughs> really going to step on the pedal. But I would imagine that there is, you know, the force of the air where there would be stuff where it's like you go any faster than that, and you're looking at possible. Yeah. There must be ranges damage. of what's, you know, there's probably lots of wiggle room that they can push into have you ever but they a, always describe it as tailwinds they right. never say we're gonna step on the pedal I know. the best flight i ever had when i was leaving vegas once the guy puts on highway to the danger zone on takeoff on the speakers it was awesome that's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. sweet <laughs> he just cranked that song through the speakers i'm like what has happened this is how we die that's so nuts this is how we're gonna die i'm gonna die listening to highway to the danger zone there was ways takeoff. to go or I mean, he's a fighter it was fighter awesome pilot. it was so cool i mean it just added a different experience they all should do that were you wearing sunglasses no uh-uh. <laughs> you should have been <laughs> have that moment a, i was wearing a uh, a air airman outfit though 
Kenny Loggins is going to be at the free show at Memorial Park. I know. So cool. And our buddies from Finest Hour are going to be opening up for them. How neat is that? So that is your news update on Oma's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. You could win $5,000 cash from Mutual First Federal Credit Union. Just keep listening. It's Pick Your Prize on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Chris. Hey, man, what's going on? Thanks for calling. What can we do for you? Not much. I just had a little insight on the whole airline uh, catching up uh, that you guys were talking about. Yeah, are you a pilot? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not. I am in the U.S. Air Force, but I'm not a pilot. Oh, cool. Uh, so a lot of planes, they fly at what's called endurance speed. It's like the best gas mileage for the plane. Okay. So when you have a tailwind, you can go faster, and that's why they can make up with a tailwind. It isn't really like speed limit for the aircraft. It's more about you know getting the best money for the fuel you have. So when they say we've got a tailwind, they're really saying tailwind. We were just we get that there's tailwinds. We're just wondering sometimes if that's what the pilot verbiage for we're going to speed they'll always because uh, no, it does seem convenient really. we're just saying a lot of times flights are behind and then the pilot apologizes and then says i'll tell you what guys we're gonna be there at we got a tailwind yeah. i'll see if i can get us there early yeah they just push it up a little bit they probably just uh get the the gas pilot a little less than optimal but just to get you there on time to make sure, there. I mean, it's probably yeah. worth the loss of the gas mileage to have all of the happy passengers. I mean, what's the cost on that, you know? You know, it seems like it, I'm sure that they were the last priority. Yeah. <laughs> uh, passenger <laughs> happiness, but. I mean, my plane, whenever I fly out, the planes always come from Chicago and it's late all the time. I mean, but I'm just saying, when they do that tailwind stuff, sometimes they'll shave, they'll, they'll, they'll show up a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're looking at, it's, it's usually when you have a connecting flight that you start stressing. Everyone's got that deal where you want to kind of oh. be like, uh, stewardess, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to make my connecting flight if we don't get off the ground now. And you're like, I'm totally going to miss it. I'm totally going to miss it. And then that's stress for an hour and a half, two hours. Absolutely. And then you land yeah. on the ground on time. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, how did we do that? Do you fly, sir? Or you just know? Uh, I'm an air crew member, so I fly quite a bit. Yeah, I figured you're probably uh, one of those planes that, that swings around Omaha. Are you in like looking glass or something? Uh, no, I'm. I'm the back end guy on the Phoenix. On the Phoenix, what's that? It's uh, it's a nuclear detection jet. Oh wow! Oh, that sounds cool. We were just golfing um, <laughs> down at the Platte Platte View uh, a couple days ago, and man, you get down there near Bellevue, and it's I see just those planes landing all the planes time. Planes going nonstop. The one that everybody always thinks is their Air Force one. one. I saw Look that. The president's one. here. <laughs> I know. But, man, all those jets constantly flying around. So you guys are looking for what? Like nuclear what? Uh, we we uh, do nuclear treaty monitoring, so we kind of uh, look to see if other nations are testing nuclear weapons when they shouldn't be. Oh, so wow. wow. And you can do that from flying above Bellevue? Uh, we do our training around Bellevue. Okay. You know, we got to stay ready to go whenever. Awesome, okay. man. How long have hey, really cool. you been in the Air Force? I've been in for five and a half years now. Oh, wow. Very good. Very good. Hey, did you see that? Uh, it's all over the news right now. It's just everywhere. Those uh, Russian jets. Yeah, we hear about it all the time. What do you guys oh, think? Really? What do yeah. the Air Force guys say? Uh, I can't really talk about it much. Okay. He's like, uh, that's classified. That's I'll have to uh, kill you. We just, all we know is from the movie Top Gun. Yeah. And the beginning of Top Gun was <laughs> Maverick and those guys had to, like, chase off those MiGs because they were inside of 200 miles away and now we're looking at these jets just buzzing past we're like where's maverick and goose 20 times to by the scare way. these guys away we're supposed to get radar locks so then the guy has to go home he's bugging out
Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Take care, bud. Thanks for what you did. Where are our glib, laid-back fighter pilots? I don't even know. But it was pretty cool. The footage is fantastic. There's these two Russian MiGs. Uh, jets that uh just uh, did a what do you call it flyby? Yeah, um, that thing was creepy. They were really times, close. Twenty times. There's tons of video and pictures. That's cool. It's over That's in the very cool Baltic Sea. Yeah, one of the destroyers. So last Friday was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony out at uh, the Bar- Barclays Center in New York. And one of the things that people got talking about was the fact that Steve Miller, who was getting inducted, took his opportunity uh, when he got up there to basically bash the establishment. He went after labels. I mean, he was very unappreciative. He had a bad day. I think he was, old man, get off my lawn. Yeah. He just was like, Um, And, you know, the Black Keys, the band, the Black Keys, you know, how they pick somebody to, like, give the big speech that introduces them, talks about their career, and then, you know, they they bring them up there. Uh, Black Keys were the ones that were on tap to do that for uh, Steve Miller, and they are sick about it. Like, they, they said that they left, like, halfway through his speech, and they didn't even come back into the building. Yeah, that they, they got all butthurt. They, he didn't know who they were, didn't really even ask. No. So they're like, we're your presenters, we're and the Black like, Keys, and he didn't know who they were. Oh, and they were very me. hurt by that. Yes. So I think it's a little bit of the Black Keys who we love. Like, being overly sensitive. Hurt. If you guys watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I watch it every year. There is a disconnect sometimes bet- between presenters. Yes. And the artist, where I think the problem is the producers of the show. Okay. They basically, in theory, could be like, we're going to put the big party show into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I'm the, you know, years from now. But I'm the producers, and no one in the audience knows who the big party show is. is, Yeah. So let's get a current, relevant DJ to bring you out. I feel like sometimes they could hurt the artist who's getting. Yes. And sometimes some of these people that are the presenters I've seen come out there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they've been asked to be a presenter, and they grandstand. Mm-hmm. Well, they talk about themselves. Right. Oh my God, I'm the biggest deal in the world. But and I grew up this. listening to this old yes. guy over here. Oh, that's yeah. So I'm just saying, as a viewer, I'm like, I can see where there could be some tension. Whoever brought up Peter Gabriel, that was awkward. He was like, thanks to whoever you are, because I'm saying, I think it's the producer's fault. Yeah. For not maybe going to the artist and going, are you comfortable? Now I think the Black Keys genuinely were like we. They were huge are fans, super huge fans. Yeah. Like they were geeked up Steve to Mills. meet him. I mean, it was kind of one of those fangirl moments where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I we got chosen to interdu- induct him." Now they are not. They live in Nashville. You know, one of the guys was like, "Listen, this isn't just like a I, I you know hopped in a cab and went." to this thing and it was a one night out he's like i took three days away of travel away from my family to come and induct this guy who i've looked up to musically my you know my whole life and then to have him be a complete d-bag you know i mean he didn't take any time to find out who they were i mean that was the thing that i thought i mean steve miller obviously went in with an agenda i mean he was from from all reports he was ticked off from the minute he walked in the door like there was nothing that was going to make grandpa happy at that point, that's just a bummer. I mean, I, I don't watch it, um, you know, as much as you guys have in the past. That, I mean, they should maybe have the uh, artists have a little word in who you introduces would think. them a little bit. I think there's right? the, that, that there's some legitimacy for why these bands all complain. Yeah, that they're that get in that they're saying this is kind of like that is a bummer. The MTV Movie Awards, where a little bit. You're, you're inviting 
whoever's hot right yes. now. Yeah, to do and it. And they do so. sort of do that. And that has always been the pushback on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is they're sort of like, okay, this is, you know, to promote the record industry. It's not necessarily this real big artistic moment. Yeah. Um, so Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, he is going to be the voice of the Grinch in the full-length uh, animated movie that's coming out in 2017. I think he's a great pick. He's got that perfect, silky, smooth sort of bad guy Alien. voice. Alien face. He was. Uh, he was. He uh, voiced um, a character. You know, when they did those Penguins of Madagascar. He played one of the um, he played one of like the super squad. I think he was like the fox or something like that. I mean, it was really funny. And so, what's the plot of this one? So, this is the the Grinch that stole Christmas. So, the exact same thing. It's not exactly. like a redo. Or- no, uh-uh. they're just uh, it's going to be full length animated. It's not going to be taken over. You know, we still have our beloved holiday, holiday annual deal where we see the you know the you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. But this is going to be a full length in the theater deal. Um, and uh, I guess Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen shared their first ever selfie on Instagram. You know, they're notoriously private, the two of yeah, them, which yeah. is funny because they spent their entire childhood. Maybe that's why. It's backlash from ne- living their entire childhood Raccoons in the public digging eye. out there through the garbage cans. <laughs> I used Olsen to have such twins. a crush on them. I, you uh, did? That's yeah. really weird. Now I look at them you and I'm like... You had a crush? Yeah, I don't know what what it was. Well, I thought they were... Uh, yeah, they're I thought cute. They were, what they were No, they're when they're older, not when they were young. Yeah, that sounded weird. Sorry. That still sounds weird. <laughs> Come on. They're 29 years old. Yeah, yeah, they're in their 20s or whatever. Come on. They're 29 now. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't have a crush on them when they were acting. No. Weirdo. They look <laughs> like aliens now. Now Molly's beating them down so much that I'm like... You now think, I look at them like, God, you guys are all skinny and weird looking. Well, now. you don't like them anymore because you think they're too old at 29. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> They've aged out. They've gotten so old. Oh, you're 29? Gross. Oh, quit it. Uh, so they took over uh, cosmetic line Sephora's Instagram um, deal for the day. It was like the, it's this cosmetics retailer. We have one out at uh, one, um, out yeah. at Village Point. And I guess they're treating, treating their fans to wear selfies. I mean, seriously. I it, it's funny to see them. They're both given kind of like duck lips, and they have sunglasses on, and they look just as wow. tiny and raccoonish. Treating, as you. Mm-hmm. treating your fans to a <laughs> selfie. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. And I saw this story I wanted to throw it in because I thought you guys would get a kick out of it because I'm almost wondering if this was my husband. John Cusack has won a restraining order against an alleged female stalker. She allegedly threatened to curse, put a curse on his manhood. Mm, really. <laughs> Yeah, this woman showed up at his house uninvited for three months in a row when the actor wasn't home. She also allegedly sent creepy emails uh, to his sister-in-law and threatened to perform a black candle spell on him, which would make him impotent for life. (laughs) Yikes. So I guess he got a restraining... That must exist because we had a gal who worked in the building who was a witch. She was a Wiccan. Yeah. And she gave me a boner apple. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Remember the boner apple? Did you eat it? No. Yeah, I thought she was going to kill me, so I just followed her instructions. Oh, you did eat it, did it? Because she she had it was weird. She had a scroll that she had written in some kind of weird calligraphy type stuff, and it was all rolled up and tied up. And she liked you. I wouldn't have ate it. I would have been like, God, there's something else in there. Probably some type of. Did anything happen? Did you notice? Did it move? He 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 dated her. No, it didn't. (laughs) Didn't do anything. Okay. 
I was just, but I, you know, there were candles I was supposed to light. So maybe that's like a Wiccan thing that they have. The candle thing. They, they control the boner. Maybe that's their. Like that's their. Th- mine magic. was a more positive spell. Right. And I guess hers would be the opposite of the boner. Apple. I'm going to curse it your would boner. Be the soft carrot. Yes. <laughs> the soft. I just think it's so interesting that anybody would feel that strongly about John Cusack and his carrots. Well, you... That's different. ...love him. I mean, his, I just saw his house is going up for sale, and you can try it out. for. It says like $75,000 a month before you buy it. You know, it's kind of ran out. Oh, really? <laughs> See? <laughs> is it in Chicago? Uh, no, I'm not sure where it's at, but uh, it's. Uh, I think it's on the beach somewhere. I don't know where it is. It's one of his houses. Uh-huh. I thought of you instantly. I'm like, God, if she had 75 grand... <laughs> She would go there and just lay in his bed all day long <laughs> and smell his sheets. I don't know if I would do that, but I would, yeah, I would, yeah. Anyway, that is your uh, celebrity news <laughs> update on Oman's number one hit music station, Channel 94. Um, yeah. and, and the local celebs, everybody's been chasing uh, Matt Damon and Alexander Matt Payne. Damon. And then added to it yesterday was Chris and Wig, who's now in town. Yeah. So there was uh, filming at Creighton Prep. They were down in the old market last night. I wonder if uh, the burned out M's pub will be immortalized in his film because it looked like camera shots oh. were down at 11th and Harney shooting in the area and they really? were uh, Damon and Wig were standing in the street on on uh, 11th Street between Harney and Howard if you were shooting southward you would have you'd have in the back the shell of M's pub in the background oh um, that would be but yeah sweet. so it's neat seeing uh, Kristen Wig in town people have been like throngs of people have been following them wherever they go mm-hmm. and they've been so gracious taking pictures my sister was sort Smiling. of stalking Matt Damon yesterday when they were out west by the women's hospital way yeah. out on Dodge that's funny I got all kinds of time. People to kill, got all man. kinds of selfies with him. Yes. Well, it looks like everybody's being kind to him at least. You know, he's still smiling and, and happy and everything. So he hasn't yelled at anybody yet. Not yet. Win one hundred dollars and get registered for a five thousand dollars shopping spree. It's pick your prize on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel ninety four one.